the song brown skin girl came out in 2019 due to the release of the music i mean to the movie lion king the the remake the reimagining with live action creatures and that song is something that tinu just instantaneously fell in love with and the moment she fell in love with it she was like i was like yes her mom was like oh yeah like we were singing that every day that was rise that was our rise and grind rise and shine music and we loved it like first off i don't sing but i sure enough was given a try and she was like she was agreeing to it like she let me sing so that means that you know, daddy wasn't the worst singer on earth in her ears or heart at that moment but she let me revel in that moment she would enjoy it she would laugh it up and that was our form of affirmations that was our form of reminding her of who she is and who she is hello and welcome to another episode of music and nostalgia where we get to share stories about music and the paths they take us on the memories we get to explore I am recording with you solo. Of course, it is I, your host, Dequa Peters. And I wanted to share a story of something that touched me very dearly. And hopefully it speaks to you as men, women, fathers, mothers, aunts, uncles. I hope this speaks to you so that you too can uh, help elevate the feeling that I got from this experience. And the song is Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce with the artist uh, Wizkid and also St. John, another artist that I'm not too familiar with. But the focus point, the focal point are Beyonce and Wizkid because they're two genres that absolutely love to life and to every, in every direction. And that's R&B because we know R&B rocks. And of course... Afro beats because to the core of me, to the soul of what I am and who I am, this truly speaks to my love for music and my appreciation. And uh, those are two genres that really have been love, a love language for me when it comes to songs uh, or music. Now, how did Brown Skin Girl affect me? Let's take it back to how it came about being a valuable song aside from the fact that it's a bop and everybody loved it it started because and let me take you back to the beginnings of the story my daughter who is now six and a half when she was very little before she was one started going to a daycare up in Gwinnett County near my wife's office because it was highly recommended we love our daycare provider and we just absolutely appreciated what her environment offered However, there was one, one thing that we didn't catch on to earlier. The fact that my child, our child, Tejo and I's child, attends school or daycare with kids from all over, from different, from different races and religions and backgrounds, played a little factor because now kids, of course, don't really have that understanding of skin color and race and all of that because it's not something that they're born with an understanding. It's something that's groomed into us. Well, over the years, as she was attending school there, most of the kids being of other nation of all other ethnicities would have long, flowy or curly hair that would just sway every time they moved around. And my child didn't quite know why she didn't have it. In the world that we're in, hair is part of the beauty standard that we all have. 
And I think that was something that anchored to her spirit, to her being, to her existence. And she'd already started to identify those things. And the reason that we noticed was when she got older, maybe three or so, we would notice that she would always have, she, she would always pull a shirt over her hair or a towel, anything that was long and flowy and sway and swing her head and say, isn't my hair beautiful now that I have this long, beautiful hair? And we'd always tell her, it is beautiful. However, nothing compares to the beauty that you possess. It, it doesn't make you less pretty to have short, curly, tight curls or kinky hair. That it's all a part of the beauty that you possess within. And because we were doing those things, I remember we used to wake up to to sing her. like Because Tina would wake up with the biggest smile on her face. And we'd always, I would always sing to her songs, calling her beautiful, calling her gorgeous, just so that she knew it. She heard it from us. But I, of course, when she went out, went out into the world, and most of the kids around were always that were all with long hair and long, flowy, blonde and uh, red hair. It became an identifier, something that she knew that people recognized and loved so much that she felt like. That was part of what was missing in her beauty standards. When she was probably about three, when we noticed, we'd say, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. And she was like, no, I'm not pretty. I'm not pretty like, and I'm not pretty because I was pretty. Like there was a limited supply of who could be considered beautiful and pretty. And that really uh, did not sit well with us. And for me, I, I thought, okay, I just need to turn up the compliments and the recognition. And my wife was doing the same thing. Teju was, I mean, just phenomenal when it came to edifying and elevating and sharing. We bought books um, about, about hair, about skin, about beauty. Uh, about loving oneself like we bought all these books that we would read nightly and sometimes daily and now that she can read herself like she picks up books and, and would read them and so we thought we were headed in the right direction but then we noticed that the statements and the thought just were persistent and even to this day sometimes she'll disagree and for a while kids in the early stages want to rebel or revolt or play opposites days and so sometimes when i would say oh Tina, you're so gorgeous so beautiful She'd be like, no, I'm not. And I would be hurt. Like, how dare she not think she's beautiful? Like, how dare she hold that thought in her mind? And I didn't understand it. But then you think about all the influences out in the world and how, how it's easy to be suckered into thinking otherwise. Cartoons are not necessarily portraying all the things that are popular or promoted or pushed by YouTube and all the social media platforms don't necessarily identify or point to our beauty as beauty standards. And I it started to really gnaw at my comfort. And then the song Brown Skin Girl came out in 2019 due to the release of the music, I mean to the movie Lion King. The the remake the reimagining with live action creatures and that song is something that tinu just instantaneously fell in love with and the moment she fell in love with it she was like i was like yes her mom was like oh yeah like we were singing that every day that was rise that was our rise and grind rise and shine music and we first off i don't sing but i sure enough was given a try and she was like she was agreeing to it like she let me sing so that means that you know daddy wasn't the worst singer on earth in her ears or heart at that moment but she let me 
revel in that moment and she would enjoy it. She would laugh it up. And that was our form of affirmations. That was our form of reminding her of who she is and who she is. And we were doing quite well with that. And when you think about it, the first couple of lines of the song just, ooh, like they speak to it. It says, brown skinned girl, your skin is just like pearls. The best thing in the world never trade you for anybody else. And then singing, brown skinned girl, your skin's just like pearl. The best thing in the world. I never trade you for anybody else. And that just that first uh, stanza in the song was just a bop. And already it set you off. Yep, I'm in it. And my daughter, Tinu, loved it. My wife, Ted, you loved it. I loved the song. I was We were all winning on all fronts. And it just felt good. It felt good. Uh, but before this was fully ingrained in our spirits, before it's still a work in progress. Like we're not past that. Still think that there are times that she has those moments. But what was so beautiful about this was I was like, I gotta find a way to to recognize and identify. And of course, she was doing the pen during the pandemic. We were all closed off, so that could take away from one's ability to express and feel and connect. And I didn't want her to feel continuously secluded. Her mom didn't want that either. So for her birthday, I think it was her fifth birthday, we decided, I say we, like I had any part of that. The brilliant and beautiful Adeteju Peters decided to put together a paint party. And so Teju gathered some things. She bought, purchased some, I guess, like clay unicorn and like a cupcake or something like that were designed. And so she mailed it out to all her friends or sent it out to them. If they were close by, she, we just handed it to them. So now everybody has these, this, these, what do you call it? The, the unicorn. So now we're sending it, sent it to everybody. Prior to that, even before we knew what we were going to do. I'd gotten with one of my friends who's a graphic designer, Be Clean, and he he's designed, I mean, I've purchased some of his clothes, I wear some of his hats, uh, he makes some, some trucker hats, and so I I started buying some of his stuff, and I was like, dude, can you design something for me? And when I told him the idea of what I was looking at, he was like, dude, I got you, because I wanted something that had a, an Afrocentric feel, like the 70s Afro feel and vibe to it. And so I wanted something that would speak to that nature, speak to that existence, that time period, but also pull us into the presence with the funky graphics. And so he was like, "Dap, say less. And so boom, he went to work and designed something. And I had we had the design and it was just sitting with us. So when we heard about the party, I was like, ooh, this is a perfect time because I was going to make shirts for her. But instead of just doing it for her, how about her 10 friends that are going to be on the Zoom? How about we order enough so that every single one of them have a shirt? So that's what they wear to the party on the Zoom. And boom, it was decision was made. Found somebody that could do the prints. Ted, you sent it to her. She printed it up, sent it. Now, because it was such short notice, like the decision to do that came at a really late moment. We we didn't get to vet the stylish shirt, but we were like, we just need them to get the smallest shirt so that these little girls could wear it. And so it was these extra small shirts, only they were super long because it was probably for skinny preteens but it was still long. So we got a bunch of those printed up. The logo was printed on the shirt. And we were like, look, as long as they get it. And we mailed it out to everybody. We had folks in Tennessee and Maryland, all over the place that were able to do and participate in the same uh, activity. And boom. So when we got it to the parents, though, that became our first sign of trouble. Because the moment we sent it to them, we thought, okay, it'd be great for all the kids to have it. The mothers got a little perturbed 
that they weren't invited to that side of the party. They're like, you got us cleaning up, painting, organizing, but you don't want us to have a shirt too. And I was like, love you mamas, love your aunties, sisters, but anybody about to go print out all these shirts for you? This was a birthday party for the kids. And we ain't finna buy them. We ain't finna. Ooh, I said that right though. But so we're not about to make all these extra shirts. So we did say, however, if you guys are truly interested or really want the shirts, we'll go to the print. We'll go to print and get some proper shirts made so that you guys can have something that's nice and that fits the look for you. So we did, got some shirts together, got it to the got it to the different people that requested it. But then because we made a bulk order, because we figured, hey, let's get it out to a few more people. We sent it to, you know, so when we did, we sold, sold several dozen shirts from that order. And then we had, we have a few lingering pieces and we thought, okay, that's not a big deal. Beyond that, now we had the option to look at, um, at the following season. Cause folks were asking like, okay, do you have something for the winter season for the fall? And we were like, we were thinking of doing hoodies if you guys were interested and they're like, interested, what? Yes, we are. Absolutely. So we did that. We got, went ahead and we ordered a bunch of hoodies. We ordered them four different colors. I'll actually show you. So here's the red hoodie. And if hopefully there's not a glare. As you can see, the, the coloration, we made it so that, so that each letter in skin was a different shade to represent the beauty that, that all our beautiful brown girls possess. So it's a little harder to read it and see it on that. But I do have it. In this other color, I, I, I just, I sent Teju's uh, personal collection so that, as you can see, brown skin girls, and hopefully that comes out clearly to you. I might have to go grab another. But anyway, so that's what it looks. The font and everything just gives it this look. And it's it, it truly is what I was envisioning. There are other tweaks that we were considering adding to it but i figured in due season right like we'll get to that but i was so excited about this and then when i got it tenu was so elated because for her it was like so this was a design inspired by me like she was over the moon and she loved every bit of it and so that's what the that's the hoodie in blue and that's what the design really did for us and, and so we sold out the the first batch of hoodies that we ordered that we purchased and then folks were still asking for them so we made oh like this one looks really good they all oops they all look really good but so this is what the gold or the yellow um looks like so i was really excited to to get these done for tenu's first initially for her birthday party but also for all the other people that were interested in getting the shirts and getting the hoodies. And then I just remember thinking like, wow, this is such a beautiful moment that we can cherish, that we can use this as an opportunity to share that message of love of one's skin. And yes, beauty is skin, only skin deep. I've heard the saying, but when you think about it, if the skin is broken or you feel the skin is broken, you can't appreciate any other levels or layers of the beauty within. And I just love because it also came to, to mind the song by, uh, by, oh gosh, what's her name? Mary J. Blige that came out recently where she talks about not having to succumb to the pressures and, and the, the ills of having to live by makeup alone or, and things like that. So I thought about it. It's like, how that song links to the beauty that lies in Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce and, and, and Wizkid. Because this one, I, I remember there's a part of the song where she starts to talk about, oh gosh, 
I can't even think of what she starts to talk about in the song, but it was just so beautiful. Oh, she says that, yeah, so waking up, no makeup, this is what I look like. And that spoke to me really. Tinu got to a phase where in, in the past couple of months, where first off, a couple of years ago, a year ago, she would make do makeup on my face. I was her canvas. She loves the art, so she's always drawing, always painting, always something to well. My face was a canvas a few times. And so she was like, Daddy, I want to, you know, the other day she said, Daddy, I want to put makeup on because she was going out. And we're like, for why? She said, because I want to look pretty. And we were like, but, but you look beautiful. And that was another reminder that we probably need to go back to affirming her beauty, right? Talking about her beautiful brown skin and reminding her good morning, gorgeous, as a way to greet her, as a standard of appreciating where that beauty lies, like within her. I, I read something the other, the other day recently that says when an egg is cracked from the um, outside in, it's the end of a life. When it's cracked from the inside out, that's the birth of new life. And I thought, I want to make sure that though the shirts and the hoodies are an external representation, I wanted her to remember and to anchor and embrace the fact that Yes, those are markers for her to crack the shell of doubt, crack the shell of restriction, of fear, of self-doubt from within so she can build new life, new strength into who she is. And so for me, that was more important than anything else. Than having the shirts or the hoodies, I want her to know that, yes, you may wear the beauty on your shirts, the marker for the beauty on your shirts to remind you of the, those uh, those things that, that we've been saying to you. So when you look in the mirror, right, it's a reminder that, nope, I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the world viewpoint is. I know that deep down within, there has been planted the roots of beauty, of brilliance, of excellence within me. And that's what we grow out. And so when I think about how those two songs, particularly Brown Skin Girl, because that was a marching mantra in my house. My daughter sang it, Ted, you sang it, I sang it all the time because there was a connection to it, right? One, R&B, two, Beyonce. But then three, Wizkid and Afrobeat just killing the game. That's something that us Nigerians and West Africans had already embraced Afrobeat. And we already knew it was a thing of beauty. We were just waiting for the rest of the world to catch on. So now that America has finally picked up on the Afrobeat trend and they're now vibing with it, we're like, we've been here. We've been hanging in this world for a while. And we now appreciate that that the, the mainstream American music is now starting to embrace more and more of the Afrobeat. So I think that's just a magical and magnificent way to really appreciate the beauty of this song because, man, when I printed up the shirts, I did it because I truly wanted my daughter and her friends to have something else beautiful representation for them. And by the way, it wasn't just all, it wasn't just the brown girls at our party that wore the shirts. It was funny because there was a conversation that came around that. I wish I could hold on to some of that conversation and talk to some of the parents because it was quite interesting, but it's been a while now. So I don't know how many people remember that interaction. Ooh, maybe I should have that conversation. What do you guys think? Anyway, that's what I have for you today on this episode of Music and Nostalgia. Just know that whatever you're going through, no matter what is happening in life, that you just always remember, always embrace this and hold on to it. That no matter how rough it may look, the joy is truly in the journey. Yeah, you may see the joy afterwards, but it's truly in the journey. If you didn't have any challenges along the way, you wouldn't appreciate wherever you get to quite as well as much. 
So that's it. That's what I have for you. Remember, go out there, subscribe, listen, share, comment. Please share and comment this. The only way people know that this podcast exists is by the help uh, from listeners like you. So please help me share this message because I think this and many more truly lend light and air to messages that we all want to share. I all want to hear, but just need to find it. I thank you guys for joining me again for another episode of Music and Nostalgia. Go out there and be great. Remember, listen to music, but also remember where it takes you. Peace out.